Look out to the midnight sky. All Hallows' Eve draws near. Pull the curtains closed as we descend into fear. Gather around my bubbling brew for visions of a haunting sea. There's toil and trouble during Koala Talks Halloween. Welcome back, mortals. This is Huntsville Holidays, where we discuss all things holidays. We are currently in our Halloween season. I am Mrs. K. And I am Big Daddy K. Or Mr. K. See all platforms to listen on at HuntsvilleHolidays.com. Listen on Apple Podcasts while in a coffin. Google Podcasts says you're familiar getting your vampire his dinner. Or now on Spotify. Maybe you're about to explore the dead children's playground and need us on your playlist. Email at HuntsvilleHolidays at gmail.com. Send us your recommendations, your haunted stories, or stories for Christmas coming up. Join us now inside this basement of an unknown haunted location in Huntsville, Alabama. What in the Nick Cage did we watch? We watched Renfield. This was a movie that came out this year, 2023. Peacock. It is based on the horror novel. Um, written by Bram Stoker in 1897, called Dracula. So in this movie, we start off in the early 1900s with Dracula, played by Nicolas Cage, and he convinces Renfield, played by Nicholas Holt, to become his familiar or his assistant. And they start their toxic codependent relationship so they go through this cycle where Renfield will get him the blood that he wants from the victims but then Dracula will want more and more blood until they get caught by various monster hunters and then need to flee before their demise and they've been doing this for decades. Now it's 2023. Renfield's done with Dracula's nonsense, really. Um, so he starts a support group. Excuse me. He joins a support group. And from there, he meets other people in codependent toxic relationships. And he will go and attack the toxic person. and bring him them back to Dracula's lair for Dracula to feed on. So through this process, he befriends this cop and together they form a team to try to stop Dracula and then the local gang in the city. And the cop is played by Aquafina. What are your thoughts on this movie? So yeah, we're going to start with what we like and then move on to dislikes. Um, I, I'd say... The first thing is that the pacing is so fast that it's like borderline good and bad. But because I usually like things quicker, like tell me a story, don't give me all a bunch of stuff, except for like Lord of the Rings, my all time favorite. This actually, you know, like needs it. Um, I thought the pacing felt fun 
I think the movie was a little too long. I, I could too show. long. Yeah, it wasn't I mean, a- it's an hour and thirty three minute runtime, and it's pretty quick. I could I could shorten it down by like ten minutes still. I'd be good. <laughs> well, I, I think that they really had a lot more intended, and they cut it down. Mm-hmm. I'll save that a little more for the dislikes because that's what I'm saying. Some of these have like mirrors where like all pacing was good, mm-hmm. but it feels like they may have cut stuff out to keep it going so fast. Um, what what did you like? I like that they had some pretty good one liners in the movie. Yeah. Um, like I was talking about earlier, how Renfield would go and attack the toxic people in the of the friends of the support group. And he's going to attack one of the guys and he's like, Oh, who are you? They're trying to figure out what he is. Are like you a gang member or whatever? And he's like, Worse, I'm a friend of Caitlin's. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> I or, like those ones. My favorite is every time they made fun of ska music is mine and that mm-hmm. what stuff you're talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like, what is that stuff? And it's this graffiti. And he's like, it's ska music or ska mm-hmm. lyrics. <laughs> I was just thinking of like sublime, which was um, not one of the original ways of ska, but it's like, ain't got no crystal ball. I don't know. It was just playing in my head, but it's just, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of ska either. So I don't know why, but, and I don't know if you remember this, but I audibly laughed every time they referenced ska music. There's another one I'm trying to find real quick. Another thing that I really liked uh, was the set design. Like, when the, I think it's an abandoned hospital where uh, Dracula's trying to recover and Renfield has to bring bodies back. And there's like a throne and behind him is these blood bags mm-hmm. that Dracula's like, I guess I'm not sure how he's getting them. But either way, the set design in there was really cool. And in the character design, like I like this different stages of Dracula, um, I personally liked whether it's like gooey Dracula, where it looks like he's like <laughs> that melting. Was hilarious. I found the quote that I wanted to share real quick. Um, it is when Dracula is going into the support group and he says, Some people, um, some call me the dark one, others the Lord of Death. To most, I am simply known as. And then one of the people in the support group says, Renfield's boss. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that one was pretty good, too. Um, I also liked the silly fight scenes. Um, not everybody might agree with me with that, but it was so ridiculous that it was funny. Yeah, I actually have that down as like a like. It kind of was a dislike. Yeah. It's like it's fun gore because it's so crazy. Right. But the violence, it's like hyper violent. Right. And sometimes it gets too much mm-hmm. where it's like, come on. Like, yeah, that the part where he takes he rips off the arms of the gang members and then uses the arms to like spear the other guy <laughs> to right. the door. Yeah, spears through the other body. Right, right. I was yeah. like. That is ridiculous. And that's almost tame for some of the stuff that happened in here. Yeah. Um, this is definitely not a family-friendly film. And I don't even know how we got this far without mentioning Nick Cage. 
I mean, Nicolas Cage plays Dracula in this. Like, let's just stop for a second and like, think about that. That's crazy. But it's not so We're going to get into this when we get to, like, later on. But it's not actually as crazy. He has some connections to the Dracula um, franchises. And I guess it was his dream to play Dracula. Mm-hmm. And he's another one I think is in a like and dislike category. Except for, for me, he pushes much more into like. He, I think he rides the line of, I am the scary Dracula. I have power over you. But also funny because it's supposed to be a kind of a funny film. Mm-hmm. And because the, the theme is all about a codependent person living with a narcissist the narcissist ha- narcissist having power over the codependent and renfield being in that there's this kind of funny interactions that they have where dracula is using i would say like normal language to like put him down like what you would think a narcissist in real life would use but it's dracula right. and that's it's it's both like funny and it's also like yeah that's that is probably what a narcissist would say. Right. It's also like triggering if you ever heard sure, people yeah. say that to you. It's like what? Oh. Um. Anyways, I was gonna agree with you on the I like Nicolas Cage as Dracula, but I also dislike it at the same time. When you told me a little bit of the history, like he, you can talk more on this later. But when you told me the history of him wanting to be Dracula. That bumped it up in the like category for me. I I like the idea of how much he wanted to be Dracula. However, his execution of it, I'm not quite convinced. Right. And just to get to, for you to understand how much he wanted this. Yes. They, they filed down his teeth Ooh. to get the prosthetics in there. Like he, he went, he went all the way. He went hundred percent. He did not go, oh, I'm just going to kind of touch this role Uh and just see how it goes like nick cage went all the way in and you gotta give him credit for that oh yeah yeah that that, that's why it's it's still in the light category right i liked um renfield's acting Mm -hmm. and we're gonna i want to get back to nick cage for a second but i'm just going down my list i thought he did he hit uh I thought he was a pretty good actor. Like I didn't sit and think like, Oh, this is just a guy playing a role. And that's where Nick Cage is like, I'm kind of bringing it back to him. There's some times where I was like, Oh, this is Dracula that's melting. And he needs his his familiar to go get him blood bags. Then other times I could see Nick Cage's face through it. And I could hear a little bit of Nick Cage's, voice and it made me laugh i audibly laughed that i'm watching but it's like they kind of want you to laugh too so i don't think that he's right. even like a, a knock on the movie no no i agree with you completely you said it perfectly i was also gonna say real quick and i'll go into this more later with our haunting trivia but i do like that renfield um, the 2023 movie follows the history of Renfield and Dracula all the way back to the original novel in 1897. So I like that we're following the the lore. See, I said it right this time again. The lore. A little bit. We're twisting it up some, but. Yeah, and I'm, I'm thinking about like some of the other stuff. Like I liked Aquafina, the, the cop, 
lady. Yes. So I, I kind of liked everybody. I liked the uh, the son of the mob boss. He was pretty good. And the mob boss is this this woman who runs a crime organization, and they're known for being tough. Like, they're known for being feared. He always plays that really annoying character, though. He um he also yeah. plays John Ralphio on Parks and Rec- uh, Recreation, and he always plays that type of character. <laughs> He plays it so good that you're just like, oh. he, he is really good at it. And he actually has my favorite line of the whole movie. Hmm. <laughs> like, I can't even say it with that. Um, so it's when he's talking to Dracula and Dracula fi- figures out that he's going to take over the world, but he's going to use this mob organization uh, to do it. Right. Hmm. Do you remember that part? Yes. And so Nicolas Cage is Dracula. So he's making plans with Schwartz, that guy that we're just talking about. And because he's in the the lair of Dracula's abandoned hospital lair. And uh, after, so Nicolas Cage, Dracula, is laughing because he's he's maniacally laughing because he's trying, he's like, oh, I've got this. (laughs) You know what I mean? And then Schwartz goes, He's like, all right, so are you happy or are you going to F me up? I <laughs> which doesn't, yeah, I which doesn't sound <laughs> super funny, but I, you always think about that in some movies where like, hey, this character is kind of like winding up and he's laughing creepily, but you don't know what they're thinking. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is he in this super violent movie? So he's like, okay, is he laughing and he's about to tear him up or is he, uh, you know, he's happy that they're going to make this relationship and then take over the world. And that's what we were thinking as a, uh, a viewer. And then he said out loud what we were thinking as a viewer. And I thought that was funny. I love villains like that where you don't know what it's going to happen next. Right. That's the best. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, who knew what was going to happen next in some of this violent oh gore that gosh. they did. And who knew what <laughs> Nicholas Cage's Dracula was going to do or say, Did you have any uh, other likes? Um, no, I'll bring them up if I if I um, come up with them. For like dislikes, I'm gonna put eating bugs and watching be, eating bugs being on there because Renfield to get his powers has to go and find bugs and then eat them. Now that's not necessarily like a a bad thing, but I don't. I was eating uh, macaroni and cheese while we were watching it. So I didn't want to see any bugs. It's not really a knock on the film. That's fair. To see it actually on a big screen is disgusting. I agree. Um, I also want to say that to me, I know Renfield's character is supposed to be a little bit pathetic in the beginning. You know, he's gone through this almost decade, or excuse me, almost century long servitude to dracula and he's you know his spirit is broken and he's trying to get off out of the toxic relationship but to me it's it's just a little bit too much what do you mean too much what does that mean like he's a little too sad a little too broken down and just in the sense that it's hard for me to like get with his character at at least this is where i like it because He's not, Renfield is not innocent. Okay. Right. And they even allude to that, or actually not allude to it. They actually bring it up. He, 
And that's what the narcissist uses, right? So he's both a victim, but he also victimized his family. Renfield, not Dracula. Right, right, right. Renfield left his family to go make a bunch of money and do all this stuff and then became Dracula's servant under his own will. Like Dracula didn't like use right. any powers over him. And I think that's But no, he's still I... a victim of Dracula. But he's not a he's not a good guy. Mm-hmm. And it it makes sense in the story why he did what he did. But to me, it's hard for me to get on his side at first. But then when he starts to do the heroic actions and stuff like that, I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm with you now. You, Oh, yeah, he's not a hero. No. But to me... I mean, he's the familiar of Dracula. He's got to bring... He's got to get people to die. I know, I know. But to me, that was something that I didn't really like in the beginning of the film. What about Nick Cage? Did Did you like him as Dracula? Well, like I said earlier, like the execution of it, I overall, I liked his costume for that. But for some reason, the the makeup got me a little bit, not when he's all gooey and stuff like that. But when they zoom on his face a lot, to me, it just doesn't look like Dracula looks like Nicolas Cage and makeup sometimes yeah it does and i loses the i lose the effect of i think it's Dracula mostly when they do and, a close-up on him yeah on his face and you can like see it behind it but most of the time it looks pretty good yeah yeah something i didn't really care for was the so there's a narration so renfield is narrating over top of the movie but only in some parts and to me like the narration almost felt like a post-production add-on like it helped with the pacing, but it felt like they made the movie and then they're like, okay, let's, we're doing hyper fast. But then sometimes we need to know where Renfield's at. So instead of him doing monologues or talking to somebody, he's going to narrate his, his, his thoughts. Now we need to know his thoughts because the whole thing is about this inner dialogue this inner realm of him being a codependent of a narcissist and then you can't know that because it's you know not in reality it's in you know what i mean it's in your head you know um so you can't see it so you have to talk about it but he doesn't have enough time to sit there and and you know, there's a couple scenes you know there's scenes where he goes to the meetings um but they're not enough now, i don't know if that's why they did it but sometimes it just feels kind of out of place to have this narration over the film it didn't feel like didn't feel natural it didn't feel natural it didn't feel like a film was like okay yeah we want this narration over it, it should, i don't know it seemed weird to me and then my last dislike which was also kind of like i already said this but some of the hyper violence is almost too much and it just drags on and on and on and you're like okay i get it but I actually kind of wanted to see more of the the funny parts, like Dracula finally coming into the the meeting, the uh, Codependence Anonymous or whatever it's called. And they're like, oh, you're not just a narcissist. <laughs> you're definitely something else. Like that stuff. But I guess the hyperviolence there, um, I guess I liked it there, so. It's a like and a dislike sometimes a lot. And speaking of that scene, 
you know, it's kind of funny because when Renfield, he gets hit by Dracula and he's going in the air. And then Dracula kills everybody in that room before um, Renfield can fall down. So I was like, how could anybody even fight him at all? Even though they kind of do later on. Oh, you know what? That just reminded me of something. So they bring all the support group people back to life at the very end with Dracula's blood. I'd never have heard of that in any other vampire story. Yes, we've heard of healing, but not bringing back from the dead. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't know the, uh, that. the lore behind uh, Dracula's blood. Right. And that might be in the the novel or the original movie something like that but to me that that went against the lore and i was like hmm i don't know about that do you think it like cheapened any deaths there because it's like to me yeah but the death didn't really we didn't really do we even care about those characters i mean no but in my opinion, and there's like 7,000 <laughs> other people that die too. So, yeah, I think it's time for our haunting trivia. Haunting trivia. So, I was looking into the story of Renfield and Dracula a little bit more, which we have to watch the original Dracula. So, that's, that has to be on our list. And I wanted to share that throughout the years, Renfield has had different first names. And it seems like in every story he has a different name, like Milo, Thomas, Percival. And in this one, he is Robert Montague Renfield. Another haunting trivia. Um, we have this term called Renfield syndrome or clinical vampirism. This is an obsession with drinking blood. It started off in 1992 as a joke. Um, it's not in the DSM-5 where they have all the psychological official definitions. But it's in some academic papers over the last few decades. Um, so some people, I think, have thought it's been real and wrote papers on it. So I thought that was really interesting. That it's interesting that you say it. 1992 is when the because Bram Stoker's uh, sorry, the one that Francis Ford Coppola directed mm -hmm. of Bram Stoker's Dracula came out in '92. Which I have another trivia on that, which is Nicholas Cage's uncle Francis Ford Coppola directed Bram Stoker's Dracula in 92, but the studio wanted Cage instead of Keanu Reeves to play Jonathan Harker, but Coppola wanted him to, uh, did not want to work with him after their bad experience on Peggy Sue got married in 1986. So it was actually his uncle that didn't want him, didn't want Nicolas Cage to play uh, a role in uh, that film, but the studio did. Another trivia, so in the original 1897 novel, Dracula, we have Renfield, the servant of Dracula. He's in a, in a sane asylum. 
And he is also getting his life force by eating different bugs. So actually, he starts off by eating flies. And then it kind of turns into an old lady who swallows a fly story. To get more life force, he has the flies consume, excuse me, spiders consume the flies and then birds to consume those spiders. (laughs) So that way he can get more and more life force. So that's to my knowledge, where the idea of, okay, Renfield has to eat the bugs like we saw in this movie, um, that's where that idea came from. And we actually, um, if you remember the Buffy episode, I believe it is the first episode in season five where Dracula comes in and he ensnares Xander and Xander is seen eating bugs. So... (laughs) You also you see this lore scattered throughout the different. Yeah, I, I definitely. I mean, I've seen Buffy and I've seen that episode. I, I would never have known the connection at all. Right, um, but that's how you see that connection in different. Um, what's the word I want to say? Different takes of Renfield and Dracula throughout the years. Um, I already did the Nicholas Cage had his teeth filed down for this. I just want to re-mention that because that's crazy. But it's Nicholas Cage has had his teeth filed down in order to have a more natural looking fit and better enunciation while wearing his Dracula prosthetics. So he doesn't go blah, blah, blah. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Like Lion, vampire with no teeth. <laughs> right. But, I okay, mean, he's, so what is he doing now? Did he get a new set of teeth? I mean, he's rich. He could have. Right. Yeah. He could have a new set of teeth every three weeks. Right. Probably not. I mean, they're probably, I wonder if they were fake anyways. You know? Veneers or. Right. Um, Chris McKay convinced the studio of casting Nicolas Cage for Dracula by showing executive Kiss of Death, 1990, the movie from 1995, a crime movie where Cage was a menacing and funny at the same time. Well, I said a menacing. He was menacing and funny. All right. So, Mr. K, what would you rate this in terms of skeletons? Uh, in terms of skeletons, and the criteria are... How scary is it? Does it feel like Halloween? Do you like the overall story? Well, it's not, it's not scary at all, so I'm not going to put that in the criteria. Um, well, I don't want to rate it out of pumpkins. This is not a family film. <laughs> right, yeah. We just do pumpkins, family, skeletons, anything else. So this is definitely anything else. Well, the more I've thought about this movie, the more I've liked it, which some movies is the opposite. But this one, the more I think about it, it was fun. I laugh. I, I mean, I don't audibly laugh at a ton of stuff. And I actually laughed at this movie. So, like, the, the comedic parts were good. Um, I wasn't really sold so much about the codependent and narcissistic stuff, although it's a fun little quirk or, you know, way to do the movie um but it's still solid and i would give it a solid seven out of ten i don't even i'm not even sure about that though i really want to give it a between a six and seven so can i do a 6.5 or should i just do a solid seven let's stick with solid numbers if it's it's a solid number i'm not gonna hate on it and give it to six even though that's still above 50 percent it's a, I think it's a solid seven out of 10. I would 
put it in the background, but it's still good enough. Like I say, I'm putting up a, uh, Halloween decorations. I'd put this up, but we can't do it with our, with our son now. Let's say he wasn't in the room or something. I, I, and I had this on, I would have it in the background, but I would peek at it. It'd be a peak movie. You know what I mean? Or like, let's say you're going to take a break. I would sit down and I would, I would keep, keep watching it. Well, there's some movies I put on the background, but I'm not going to sit down and actually watch it. This one I would actually sit down and watch, but I'm not going to go. Ah, yes. Every year I need to see Renfield. But if it's on, I might watch it. Which is like where the seven out of tens lie for me. Six sixes and sevens, they're kind of similar. They're good enough that if Zahn, I watch it. I'm not going to pick it out and go, every October 23rd, I'm watching this movie. Unlike like uh, Monster Squad that we watched, I want to watch that again still. And I'm probably going to watch it before uh, Halloween. All right, where are you at? All right, I think I'm going to have to give this a two. And I know that seems harsh, but this isn't my kind of movie genre. And I, and when I watch movies like this, I have to be in the right mood. And I think to me, I wasn't in the right mood to watch it. So I might watch this again, you know, a couple of years from now on like a random night. But this is not going to be one that I even put on for the background for every year. Is this one uh is this one that we were just talking about where I was just talking about where the more you think about it the more you dislike it? Because I don't I don't, I don't think coming out of this movie I felt like you were going to give it a 2. So the more you thought about it, did you think like oh man. Well, to me I I don't really like a lot of movies that swear and it was definitely one of those it's just very gory and it's it's just not my kind of movie. And I like more of the backstory behind it. Like when you told me about Nicolas Cage, how much he wanted this movie and how it, some of the themes go back to the original novel. I like learning the backstory of this movie, but I don't like the movie itself. So overall as a whole i apologize to any actors or writers that may listen to this but it's just not for me so it's a two yeah i get it and the ultimate for this is really that not just do you like it as a film but are you, is it something you would like for halloween which is what kind of makes our things a little bit different than just a film thing now sometimes a movie is so good that it'll override that that aspect it was like okay maybe this isn't a perfect halloween movie but the movie's so good and it's close enough to like the holiday that i'm still gonna watch it Mm -hmm. all right well this has been huntsville holidays until next time you think you're safe sun rising in orange abstract but beware monsters always come back